This is the Band School Podcast, where we talk about business adventure and mission with your host, Buddy Rathmel. Hi there. I just wanted to uh, let you know before you jump into the podcast, you're going to hear me say a couple times, Life Story Party, Life Story Podcast. Uh, I was hoping to start a a separate podcast where we would um, hear people's life stories, um, particularly entrepreneurs, but um, that didn't go as well as I wanted, but this was one of the episodes uh, that I liked, so I wanted to upload it here to the BAM School podcast. So disregard, I have not launched a separate podcast, recorded four of those, um, but we're going to table that for now. Uh, but maybe come back in a different format at some point in the future. But for now, enjoy another episode of the BAM School Podcast. Welcome. I'm Buddy Rathmel, host of the Life Story Podcast. This is our inaugural podcast. I'm super excited to have McKenna Romero on with us today. Um, She has a great story. She was a hardworking young kid, which I think always um, is a good foundation if you want to have a business to not be afraid of hard work. And has a really cool story of going from um, working for others and then jumping out into her own business. And one of the cool things about the Life Story podcast is that we just want to get a picture and view of the person's life. So, McKenna, welcome to the Life Story party. (laughs) Thank you for having me, buddy. Um, These are just some photos of my early adult years. Um, As you can see... um, I had a beautiful daughter at 19 years old. Um, it came as a, a real surprise to everyone, I guess you can say. Um, I just, I come from a very amazing, supportive family. Um, I was voted uh, best to bring home to parents in high school my <laughs> senior year. And two months later, I was going to have a baby. So it was a, it was a big shock. Um, uh, I had a lot of growing up to do, and um, just looking back at all of these pictures that I found over the weekend, um, when I think about you know the person that I am today, it all started with obviously my parents, and then my little girl who's almost thirteen years old. Um, I mean, she's—I always tell her that she's she made me. <laughs> so, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well. Um... Yeah. So what's your daughter's name? Her name is Esri. Esri. And I I take it your, your parents were there with you alongside in that whole um, process. Yeah. Yeah, They were, there were some tough times, but um, you know, they always said they would never turn their back on me. Um, We lived with them for the first uh, two years of Esri's life. And um, after, um, After she was two, we got our own little apartment um, of our own, and we still reminisce about um, our little house on 19th Street and, um, you know, just amazing memories. Um, A lot of growth happened. A lot of hard times happened. Um, You know, my parents were never the type to just give me anything that I wanted. They obviously instilled an amazing work ethic in me. So I can remember, you know, sometimes having a graham crackers for, for dinner. And, um, you know, they, they'd surprise me with groceries here and there, you know, in my fridge after work. And, um, but you know, it, it, going through all those tough times just really makes me appreciate, you know, what I have now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I broke my jaw in college and it wasn't, I wasn't responsible for anyone else, but I had n- no money and I wasn't working 
And I remember like just being super kind of hungry and um, even going to the grocery store and being like, I'm going to splurge and get the spaghetti sauce with meat in it. Yeah. And, and I knew like, if I told my parents or my grandparents or a hundred other people, people would have helped me. Like there's no one in my life that would have said, we want you to be hungry, but I, I don't know. Oh, I Pride know. or who knows what. Nowadays, you know, even, um, you know, getting a block of cheese is just, I feel grateful for it. Um, yeah. And it's, you know, it might've been a prideful thing, you know, back then, but um, yeah, I definitely wanted to make sure that I was the one that, that could make it. And, and, and we did. So, yeah, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah. So tell me a little bit, you said your parents instilled in you a great work ethic. You worked hard. How did you get from, you know, there to now having your own business? What was that kind of journey? Or do you want to share more in the in the next slide first before we jump into that? Um, well, uh, we can kind of start here if you'd like. Um, okay. You know, uh, my mom um, was and still is actually a hairstylist. So it was uh, very natural to me to just be in the shop environment, a creative environment. Um, I followed in her footsteps and became a cosmetologist myself in my, you know, early twenties. Um, my dad has always been an educator. He's a school teacher for the high school district and has always been involved in coaching. So he's always been, you know, a coach of mine or a coach of one of my friends. And he's always been, um, very active in, you know, our lives growing up. Um, and, you know, going back to the work ethic part, um, we did live out in the country growing up. We showed livestock and raised livestock. Um, and we laugh about it now, but I can remember, you know, my dad in the summer times giving, I have a twin brother down at the bottom here. His name is Alex. Um, he's about six foot three, 250 pounds, and I'm <laughs> much smaller than that, but we're twins. Um, you know, I remember him giving us a list, you know, a mile long of things to do in the hot summers in Bakersfield. I don't know if you're familiar with that kind of heat, yeah. but um, I used to think like, it can't, couldn't he get in trouble for this? Like, is he, <laughs> is he, can he do this to his children? But, um, you know, growing up, I'm not afraid to work hard. Um, and I, I love to work hard. I think it's super rewarding. Um, but over the years, I've definitely learned um like a work-life balance, I guess you can say. Um, so I do definitely have my parents to thank for um, showing me what hard work is. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. So um, tell me, tell me a little bit about you. You had said that, um, you know, there were that you, well, did you want to jump to the next slide? Yeah, we can. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Tell me a little yeah. bit about, um, about that bit of your journey. Yeah. Oh, do I need to move to the next slide? Yeah. I think if you just hit. Oh, there we go. Advance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is not something I, I tend to talk about a whole lot. Um, it's just, you know, moving out on my own, it just became, I mean, I've always been very spacey, very unorganized. I had friends following me around in high school, literally taking my backpack and trying to make sense of everything in there. Um, I've always doodled on all my papers. Um, <laughs> I've always been like a little Tasmanian devil everywhere. Um, and, you know, growing up, 
I think there was a lot of, um, I, I had a low self-esteem because of it. I think, mm-hmm. um, I, I knew I was different. I knew my brain didn't operate the same as everybody else's and, um, things that seemed so easy to everyone, like keeping a clean backpack or a clean room or, um, being able to organize their day. It just never time management was just always such a hard thing for me to get a hold of. And obviously living with my parents, it made it a little easier. Um, you know, my mom is just very organized and has, has it all together. And, uh, my dad does not, he is me. Um, but she has been a big support to him over these years and kind of keeps it all together. And, um, so moving out on my own, uh, especially having to take care of myself and another human being, um, making sure that we ate and we drank and we got our bills paid and, um, just adulting in general was just a very hard thing. And it wasn't until I... I saw someone and, um, you know, got an official diagnosis. It wasn't, you know, I don't use it as an excuse for anything, but, um, it definitely was almost a relief or a comfort. You know, I could begin to read about it. I could be again to understand the way that my brain operates. And I also stopped beating myself up over, um, you know, a lot of my weaknesses and kind of tried to lean into more of my strengths. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. And, and is that when like under there where it says also ADHD, like, are those a lot of the characteristics that you feel like are your strengths? I can seriously go down every single one of those. And I, that's me. It's me. to a T. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny, you know, the more, so see, I'm interrupting. You see that? (laughs) No, go ahead. (laughs) Um, You know, the more entrepreneurs I talk with and the more like creatives and um, people like me, um, we're all a little bit alike. And it's kind of cool to be able to surround yourself with like-minded people. So I I enjoy it. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say is a lot of people that do well in the business world, they're able to make you know, connections from different things and bring things together. And um, I think that same personality type lens to that for sure. Yes, absolutely. Cool. Mm -hmm. What's, what's the next stage in McKenna's journey? What is the next stage in McKenna's life? Well, I mean, before I go into the next slide, um, I was in my early twenties, um, you know, obviously trying to build up my clientele, doing hair in the salon. So I had to kind of supplement my income with uh, selling cars. So I sold cars for a little bit. Um, BS my way all through it. All 10 months <laughs> of that. I hated it. Yeah. Um, but it, it taught me a lot. And um, I was in the dealership one evening, just kind of miserable with what I was doing. And I, I, you know, this is when you could still, you know, find jobs in the paper. And I was like going through and I saw... I saw a job title for a funeral assistant and that is not all what I do right now, but just the name funeral, um, just really lit a fire under me. And, um, I knew that it was something I wanted to try to pursue. So I, I called and I got called in for an interview and then I got into doing what, um, what I do now. Um, I, I got a job as a funeral assistant, which really just means, you know, assisting on funerals, greeting families, 
um, working visitations in the evenings, uh, going out on graveside services, just kind of helping all around the funeral home. Um, but with my background in hair and makeup, I very quickly got my way into the prep room and I've been a prep room brat ever since. Um, and I knew from day one, um, being down there that, I mean, it just, everything just came together. I was getting to do my art. I was getting to do hair. I was, um, it just, everything just, I knew I had finally figured out what it was that I wanted to do. So that was about 10 years ago now. A little bit into getting into the funeral service, um, I met David and David also um, works in the industry. Um, he works with the families. Um, so two, two di very different jobs, but I knew after meeting him that he was someone pretty special. Um, and um, I mean, we just, we hit it off. Um, he was mature and um, smart and caring and um, actually was very close to going through the um, fostering program. He has always wanted so desperately to be a dad and um, he was going through all of the paperwork and house checks in order to become a foster parent and he met us and um, these are just some early pictures, you know, in our relationship. Um, and my daughter, Esri, just, we just, it just clicked for us. And um, yeah, so this is David. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Well, that's fun that um, not only do you guys um, connect well and click well, but also that you're um, able to work together. That's super yes, fun. Yes, absolutely. This is when uh, things start getting really real. Um, I was still, I mean, school with working full time. Um, I was an apprentice, an apprentice embalmer at the time we were married. Um, it's a two year long apprenticeship, but there's also schooling that's involved as well. And obviously full time work, family life, school. I mean, I, I kind of took school piece by piece. So, um, all in all, I think it was maybe a five-year process. So in the early parts of our marriage, I was still on the tail end of, of trying to get school done. And, you know, with babies, I have looking through my, uh, my camera roll, it's so funny how many pictures I have of my study notes and then just like chubby baby hands and feet <laughs> and coffee, always coffee around. Yeah. Um, it was just a really hard time, but you know, it's so funny when you, when you want something bad enough, you just, you just push through and, um, I can just, I mean, still, I, I just tell myself like, Oh, I'm so glad I don't have to ever do that again. Cause man, it was hard work, but, um, but yeah, we got through it and school and babies and, um, a cancer diagnosis, um, towards the end of my schooling, um, David was diagnosed with kidney cancer. Um, one of his kidneys was the size of a softball. And it was just something that over time, um, you know, the doctor said it had probably grown over the last 10 years. Wow. And it was just um, kind of a, just a weird thing that happened. But, you know, you have two kidneys, so that's good. Um, you know, he was 
felt very fatigued for a really long time and we kind of narrowed it down to it probably being this and uh the kidney was removed uh he goes back for checkups every year now and has has been cancer free ever since so that Yay. was just a very rough time there but you know yeah. going through all these rough times just makes you know now so much more sweeter and and yeah yeah that's that's for sure i think it gives us well, one, it gives us a little bit of perspective. And I think we always do great to practice gratitude. But um, yeah, when we like I live now in America, but I lived in Asia for years. And I'm always like, I'm never going to forget how awesome the air is in Virginia. You know, and it's like <laughs> So this slide just kind of explains, um, you know, I, I became licensed. Um, I worked as a licensed embalmer at um, a very big um a very big successful funeral home in and and cemetery in the area in, in town and um i i took i took a management position overseeing all of the care center operations um and i think something that makes me a little different than a lot of leaders and you know everyone has their own style but um i think what made me a, a successful leader and um a person that um, my team just loved and I loved them back um, was because I was down there in the trenches with them. Um, yeah, I, sure. that's just kind of how I roll. Um, I was there, you know, I've always kind of been a, a maternal creature um, wanting to kind of like take care of everyone around me. And that goes for, you know, my kids at home, but also kind of my staff. And, you know, when the, when the pandemic hit, it uh, was, you know, you saw a lot of news coverage on, you know, first responders, nurses, doctors, um, not a whole lot of coverage was given to the last responders, you know, the funeral professionals that were having to deal with this volume. So this is just us beefing up all these pictures, beefing up our equipment here. Just, I mean, we were having to stick gurneys into like visitation rooms. Um, mm -hmm. We're having to get new, um, coolers in order to accommodate just the amount of cases we were seeing on a daily basis um lots of tears i had a um i had a newborn at home that you know at that time also with school being out it was you know do we have a babysitter over here and just have one of us go to work just to pay the sitter or does one of us stay home? And that is when um, the decision was made that my amazing saint of a husband was gonna stay home with these kids. And um, he stayed home with them throughout the pandemic um, while I went off to work. Um, we had, you know, an infant at home that I was trying to nurse. Um, and this picture over here at the bottom, that is just a picture of a day that I got to pump and I got to eat because, I mean, during those days, they were, you know, 12 hour days, 15 hour yeah. days, 16 hour days to where, and I know I probably could have gone to the, gone pee if I needed to, or I could have gotten a drink of water, but it was just, we were so, we were drowning in, in yeah. the work. It was just something that I never, ever want to experience again in my life. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was just, it was just really, really hard times. <laughs> yeah. 
And, you know, my kids, man, my, my, this is my middle, his name is Lincoln. And, um, boy, he, they just missed me so much. And I, again, have so many pictures that I just snap of them saying goodbye every morning. Cause I mean, and it was always, you know, mom, when are you going to be home? And I could never really, I could yeah. never really tell them. I just felt there was just so much work to be done. Yeah. 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 That's, that is, um, <laughs> hard times for sure. And yes, I think it, that, um, it does build like, even just, you talked about hard times earlier, like yeah. those things definitely do build character and, um, yeah. And then also go, okay, how do I want to structure my life? So that it's different so right. next time around, you know? Yeah. And you know, everything does it, everything happens for a reason. Um, you know, I, you know, growing up, my parents taught me how to work hard. This is honestly what got me through it all. Um, and now I think, I mean, nothing even phases me anymore. You know, I go into the, you know, we'll get, we'll get into what I'm doing now, but I, I get a job or two or 10 and it's just like, I can take on the world right now, you know, doing yeah. what I had to deal with the last, you know, two years. So yeah. it definitely prepared me to, um, take on anything and, um, but yes, it definitely makes you think about, you know, obviously I had no work-life balance at this point. Um, I was, and that's another, another sad thing that, you know, I look back at is um, I think so many people find their value in their job. And yeah. it was very common for me in, in this, and not even just this time, but just at such a high volume facility, you know, let's take away yeah. the COVID, um, you know, sending emails at one thirty in the morning, checking your email at 2 AM. I mean, it's just, it was just nonstop. It was consuming me. Um, and I was really missing out on, on those three right there. And yeah. boy, did I, I missed out on a lot. And, um, I'm glad that all of this did happen though, because it really made the wheels start turning and me thinking about how I did want to restructure what it was that I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us about that journey of, of jumping into your own thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think throughout this time, I mean, I've always, I've always been a real big into like personal development and podcasts and leadership and um, trying just to be the very best person that I can be. Um, and I think with that and then taking on such a heavy workload, um, it just made me feel really strong and, um, it gave me so much confidence to that, you know, I knew I was confident in my talents. I knew, um, I knew that people liked me. I knew that, um, I mean, I have, team members still the former team members that I talk to on a daily basis. And I know in my heart that uh, we're all going to work together again someday, you know? So, uh, in September of this last year, uh, it was, you know, it was something I thought about for a while. You know, I knew that I could get out and do this on my own. It's just, you know, taking that leap. And, um, I mean, working in the death care industry, there's, there's a need and there always will be a need. Um, and you know, I, at my, at, you know, where I was at before, um, 
everything was so rushed. Everything was, there was just so much I wanted to do differently. And, you know, in the position that I was in, I just, I was limited. And um, so being able to start, you know, my own company and do things the way I wanted to do them and take the time that I wanted to take and, um, you know, do things my way. I mean, that's just what I wanted to do. So, um, so yeah, I am currently a, I'm a private contractor. I'm a licensed embalmer. Um, I have, and, you know, also building all these relationships in, in the previous position that I was with other funeral homes, really, I mean, it's all about relationships, really. Um, you know, you get to know people, um, all the other, you know, funeral homes in town know what a big operation I was trying to control, you know, so they know that uh, I've, they know that I can handle, you know, just about anything. So um, I guess just my reputation within the industry here in my town um, has been a big help to me, but um, it's just been super rewarding to go in and, um help out, you know, these other facilities, um, do what I love to do. Um, you know, these are just little, um, thank yous from family members on, you know, how I made their loved one look. Um, and you know, everyone, everyone deserves that, you know, every, and every person that passes deserves to be cared for. And, um, it's such a, it's such a calling to me, um, to be able to, um, you know, see them through and um, take care of them after they pass. Yeah. yeah. It's cool to, to think about, you know, just your people skills from high school and after and how now they're really being used. Um, yeah. in an even greater way, you know, to, to be a blessing to others, to help them in really difficult times. And um, yeah. that's cool how, um, yeah, your hard work and your dreams have kind of come together in this for you. Yeah, it is something, um, you know, I see a lot of, of sad things, you know, um, but I also, um, you know, take care of loved ones who have lived to be 105. So it just definitely, I know, I guess I know, um, just, I mean, I see firsthand how precious this life is and, um, and how quickly it can just be gone. So yeah, totally. yeah, I'm, I'm grateful for, for what I do every day. Yeah. Um, do you want to share with us a little bit of, of some of your dreams for the, for the next two to three years? Yeah. Well, I have a lot of dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I have just notebooks and notebooks all over my house of, you know, things that I want to do and goals that I have, but, um, you know, I love doing what I do now. And I always think I'm going to have, um, I'm always going to be a prep room princess. I'm always going to be doing what I do. Um, I think about the, um, you know, a lot of people don't think about this, but, um, you know, embalming is a very, um, physical job. There's lots of lifting. Yeah. There's lots of standing. Um, it's a, it's a workout. I mean, there's, it's, 
it's no joke. And I, I love that aspect of it. But I think about the longevity of my career and, you know, am I going to want to do this when I'm 50 or 60 years old? Am I going to be able to? Um, I hope so. But um, I have dreams of I have a couple things I'm playing around with. Um, you know, I would love to be able to. Um, you know, teach others my trade, um, teach others, um, be an example to, um, you know, young people who are interested in doing what I do now. Um, I love being um, in that leadership role and being able to, to take care of my team and um, to treat them well. So I definitely see some sort of, you know, maybe a potential facility uh, in the future um, to where I can, um, you know, offer my services for other funeral homes um, that, you know, might need a little more storage or, you know, might need an extra hand. Um, and then, you know, I, there's just some things, some things brewing. So uh, I know yeah. that I'm not just going to stop here. Um, but uh but yeah, I'm excited. Definitely excited for what the future has in store for us, for sure. Cool. Yeah. And what are some of your, you know, you talked about being gone, you know, from the kids a lot during COVID yeah. and all the, the heavy workload. What are some of your dreams around your, your life, um, not just your business? You know, um, what's really cool now is, and then again, this is, goes back to the gratitude thing, um, is I am just my husband and I both, I mean, we get to, if I wanted to, you know, I worked, I, I took on a very heavy load last Thursday and Friday, just so I can just be off today and, you know, <laughs> drink yeah. my coffee and chat with you. Um, and yeah. it's so cool that I can do that. And yeah. my husband and I talk about, um, how cool is it that we can, if we want to go and take our kids to school together and pick them up together yeah. and That's great. how I mean, I, and I just think about how blessed my kids are to just have us around all, you know, a lot more yeah. than, than most. Um, but, um, we definitely, we, my husband has seen a lot of the world. Um, I have not. Um, so I, you know, we do, uh, we love New York. Um, so we love, we've taken our kids a couple times to see the East coast. Um, we're going to go to Hawaii, um, again this summer. So just, you know, they aren't, you know, huge things, but there are things that I never got to do as a kid. So I, you know, I'm just, I'm really excited to be able to have the freedom, have the finances to be able to, um, give my kids those experiences and, um, and also just not my kids. You know, I think about, you know, I was telling David the other night as well, you know, after we get all the kids to bed, it's, you know, if I ever met someone that was half as passionate about their dream as I am of what I'm doing right now, um, if I was ever um, in a position to, um, you know, help them out, whether that be financially or just with my time, I would just, it's just would be so rewarding to me, you know, over the course of the last six months, um, I've just gotten to, I've just gotten out of my head. You know, a lot of times you, 
you have a lot of self-doubt and you're afraid to ask stupid questions and you're afraid to put yourself out there. But over the past, you know, six months, I have become great friends with, you know, small, small business consultants and other entrepreneurs and people that are way more successful in this, you know, business than I am. And um, I would love to be able to be that person for someone someday. Um, because I mean, it's just a beautiful thing when, when people are able to just give a little bit of their time and knowledge to someone that just so desperately just wants to learn, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I've, um, that's been one of the cool, cool parts of my life is looking back and seeing people that, um, I've helped to get into business sometimes financially, sometimes, um, just with expertise and experience, encouragement, you know, helping. I feel like a lot of times, like I can look at someone and go, you can do this. Like, I know you're not sure right now if you can, but take two more steps in that direction and, and you'll be able to see through the fog and, um, yeah. yeah, to be able to yeah. pull others along is, is super rewarding. And yeah. I know you that even, yeah, I'm interrupting you again. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. You even spent a good 30 minutes with me last week when we were initially talking about this podcast and you, I tossed around some of my ideas with you and it just still just blows me away that, you know, you would think that other people wouldn't be interested in like helping you out or, you know, popping around ideas, but, um, I've come across is just so willing to just share their knowledge with you. And that's just something that I never, ever expected. So that's super, super cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I know just from our little bit of time together that, um, yeah, you'll be doing that for others, whether it's your staff or employees in the future, or if you get into some kind of, you know, teaching engagement where you're doing this or whatever, like, I think, um, yeah, you'll, that's definitely something that you'll be doing. Are there principles that kind of guide you as you work? Do you, have you, um, qualified any of your, you know, principles or values that, that kind of push you along? You just have to be, you know, you just have to be you. And Mm. I noticed that just with, you know, the people I surround myself with now and, you know, my customers, which are other funeral homeowners, you know, they love me and they accept me and they know I'm crazy and they know I'm messy and they know that I'm all over the place, but, um, they know what kind of work I do. They know that I'm there for them and I care about them and I care about, um, the loved ones in their care. And, um, I just think honestly being 100% you, um, you know, speaking up for what you believe in, um, you know, standing up for others when, when they need to be stood up for, um, maybe being a little outspoken at times. Um, it's gotten me really far. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. No, a year ago, I just had a whole bunch of work pictures. It was all paperwork and it was all whiteboards and it was all emails and, you know, it was just work, 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 work. And I loved what I did. I still love what I do now, but, um, Gosh, I mean, this is the middle is Easter Sunday, a few weeks back. Um, Our baby will be two in June. Our middle is six and oldest will be 13. And I mean, I couldn't tell you how many Easter Sundays I've had to work. I mean, I've had to work Christmases and Christmas Eves and, you know, birthdays. And, you know, I just, I get time now to to, to enjoy the holidays. Um, 
my one of my best friends just had a baby. We had a baby shower for her a month or two back. And I can't tell you how many weddings and baby showers and bridal showers and bachelorette weekends I've had to miss because of work, because I put work before, you know, the people that are close to me. So um, just the freedom that I get now um, to be around the people that I love and, um, you know, do the things that I want to do. Um, you know, it's awesome. It's super cool. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, um, yeah, having that freedom is a huge, you know, it's just a huge thing. I, a few weeks ago, um, was the, uh, March madness. And I woke up on Sunday morning and I saw that my son-in-law's favorite team <clears throat> was going to be in the championship. And I was just like, Hey, I wonder what tickets cost for that. And they were so cheap. I think I can't remember if it was 65 or 75 each. Yeah. Um, flights to New Orleans were outrageous, but I rented a car, picked them up. We had a great time. And I just love the freedom of being able to go, you know what? I'm going to spend the next three days making a memory, um, dropping whatever and yeah, being with family. And um, yeah, just the, the, you know, I can't, in my mind, I'm like, why doesn't everyone want to be an entrepreneur? Yeah, um, I know. I know. <laughs> I think that too. But then, yeah, I know. <laughs> and there are like, there's a ton of, um, you know, there's other sides to that, the, the responsibility, the stress of making payroll and um, caring for people and all those kind of things. But when you do those things well, um, the upside is just off the chart, you know, and so super yeah. cool to hear mm -hmm. about um, yeah, your own journey in that and how, um, hard work has gotten you a long way. And, um, now you're switching, you're combining hard work and smart work and how that is transforming your life. So yes. any last words you'd like to share something I didn't ask you or just something you'd like to share to encourage our listeners? Um, just to, you know, not be afraid to go after it. You know, I, you know, not everyone needs or wants to be an entrepreneur. I understand that completely, but, um, just getting rid of the self doubt, uh, getting out of your head and just going after it because I would have never in a million years known that, you know, I mean, I'm still, I, I still just like cry in the car on the way to a job thinking about, gosh, this is what, and it's just a simple thing about, you know, choosing when I go to work, you know, yeah. it's, you know, it's just the freedom is just amazing. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Thank you so much for being a guest McKenna. It was a delight to hear your story and listeners. If any of you resonate with some of McKenna's heart, I know she has um, big dreams for the near future and the far future. And if you'd like to partner with her as an investor or just give her a shout out, um, please do that. And uh, maybe we'll have you back on in a year or two and, and get an update on your journey from here. That'd be cool. Thank you, buddy. BAM School, facilitating a global self-funding disciple-making movement through business. Thanks for tuning in to the BAM School podcast. Find show notes, free courses, resources, and more at forbam.com.